CMO Convo is calling with insights marketing leaders need to succeed. Will you accept the call? Is there a hole in your CMO life, a void to be filled that you know will lead to success, but not sure who could step into it? Presenting the role of a CMO's chief of staff. This emerging role is making a big impact at major companies, and we're joined by one of the front runners, Chloe Washington, chief of staff to the CMO at HubSpot. Along with Jim Williams, CMO of Uptempo, we break down the obstacles facing marketing leaders and how a chief of staff can help you smash through them. You might call us biased here on CMO Combo, but we know that with the right skills and mindsets, marketers are essential to an effective C-suite. Marketers like you. That's why we want to make sure the Alliance's C-suite masterclass is on your radar. Whether you're looking to climb the ladder or currently an experienced marketing leader, you'll find everything you need to navigate the modern C-suite. Across four months, you'll learn from experienced executives from leading brands like Trustpilot, Slack, Samsung, and more on how to drive results, inspire teams, and secure your place at the table. Ready to show the world what you can do as a C-suite marketer? Check the link in the show notes for more information. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Jim. Welcome to CMO Combo. How are you doing today? Good. How about you? Very good, Will. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. And I'm excited for this conversation because it's I'm, I'm coming at this from almost a complete position of ignorance because I had never heard of a chief of staff role for a CMO. So this is going to be as much a learning experience for me as I think it is for a lot of CMOs because it's not a role that you're seeing in every company. But before we do get into the particulars of that role and how it works, maybe you could introduce yourself to the audience. How about we start with you, Chloe? Uh, tell us a bit about yourself and why this topic is so important to be talked about right now. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, uh, Will. Hi, everyone listening. I'm Chloe Washington. I'm currently the Chief of Staff to the CMO at HubSpot. I have a background in project and program management. My career path has not been linear, which I think has actually, and I'll talk about it as we get into it, I think that's helped me to get into this role because I've kind of done and seen a little bit of everything in digital advertising software and been a little bit around of, of kind of managing projects on the client side as well as advertising side. So um, I've been at HubSpot for about two years, and I didn't know what a chief of staff was until I took this role either. So I'm excited to chat about it today. Fantastic. And Jim, um, what about you? Let's, uh, let's hear about you today. Thank you. It's great to be here. I appreciate it, Will. Um, Jim Williams, I'm the CMO of a company called Uptempo. We actually provide marketing operations software to very large marketing teams. Um, as you'd expect, I do all the things that CMOs do at Uptempo related to brand and customer experience and demand creation, everything else. A uh, long time uh, MarTech enthusiast. I've been uh, in leadership roles at a number of MarTech vendors. Um, what else can I add to that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can add anything more. <laughs> no, that sounds great, Jim. Sounds great. Um, so let's sort of start at the top and define the function of a chief of staff, I suppose. Chloe, like what? Do you see as maybe sort of like a top level description of your role, mm -hmm. just so we've got that as a base level moving forward? Absolutely, for sure. I think it's important to talk about what a chief of staff is and what it's mm -hmm. not. I think they're both equally important. A chief of staff is meant to be a strategic thought leader. They're supposed to lead and ensure efficient team communications. They're kind of all over the place and have their hand high level in a lot of things. It's not a siloed role. It is not an executive assistant role. It's a role that would work with the CMO's executive assistant, but the roles are very different. You're, I mean, you're CMO in training as a chief of staff. Awesome, awesome. Um, so Jim, how does that sort of align with the requirements of your role? Like, How do you see a chief of staff fitting into your function? Yeah, it's, it's a great question because I kind of see the rise of the marketing chief of staff, the chief of staff role, along with this, kind of massive 
growth and diversification of the CMO's mandate. Mm -hmm. And if you just think over the last 10 or 15 years, how the expectations for that role have changed dramatically. A lot of that is the, the rise of digital, but it's not just that. You know, CMOs are expected to be a real steward for the business, to understand the customer journey, the market dynamics, competitive situation, build pipeline, understand sales, manage the brand, like on and on and on. There's many, many things that the CM that, that CMOs are expected to do. And obviously that creates a lot of pressure. Um, and a lot of pressure is just around organizing the team, understanding, kind of keeping your, your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the team, making sure you have the right people in the right place with the right skill sets that are working with others across the org. And it becomes an overwhelming uh, responsibility. And there really isn't a role currently defined outside of this chief of staff that would help the CMO do that. And so that's why I think this, this, uh, this title keeps coming up more and more. We see it um, much, much more frequently today than we saw it, you know, three, four or five years ago. Definitely, definitely. Um, so forgive me to use an analogy from maybe a bit outdated now at this point, but I see it sort of like a Game of Thrones, like King's Hand kind of thing. Would that be a good way of describing it, Chloe? <laughs> I love Game of Thrones and I agree with that. Yes, yes, okay. King's Hand. Okay. I can see that. I love awesome. that analogy. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so where does see like, <laughs> right? Exactly. I need yeah. to. <laughs> well, let, let's hope you have a bit more longevity than a lot of the king's hands. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, things didn't quite end well. I'm hoping for uh, more success, but uh, <laughs> in the the cleanest form, yes, the king's hand. <laughs> yeah. So it, it sounds to my mind, in terms of hierarchy, chief of staff fits in directly underneath the CMO. Mm -hmm. Like it's like you're almost like the conduit for the CMO to other parts of the business. Is that what yes. you're thinking about it? Okay. Absolutely. Yes. I report directly to the CMO. Okay. And then and I think so in a lot of cases, I would say, I don't know any chiefs of staff that don't directly report to their C-suite executive. And how do you fit into sort of the hierarchy of the rest of the team then? Um, like, are you, are you responsible for other people within the team or is it more of sort of overarching role across multiple teams? Yeah, it's a very weird, very outlier role. I break every org chart. Um, I report, <laughs> as I said, directly to the CMO, but my peers are VPs. So I'm part of marketing staff, which we have, our structure is marketing staff reports directly to the CMO. And then we have marketing leadership, which were other VPs that roll into to VPs. So I, when I started, I was an IC, a lot of chiefs of staffs, either I find that they have no teams at all, and they're just a high level individual contributor, or they're a chief of staff and they have a team of like 50 people, which I have a team now of two. And I think that that's a good balance to be able to be tactical and strategic. It's a little bit hard. I, I can't imagine having a very large team in my role and as, as busy as I am right now. Mm -hmm. And not because a, a chief of staff can't per se handle it, but the mental, like being here, being there, the mental ping pong, it's a lot. You really have to sit with a lot as a chief of staff and really be a strategic thought leader, especially when the CMO is busy. You can't run and ask, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Like you have to be a clone of them or the king's hand, as you said previously. So, so do you have sort of authority to make executive decisions then if the, the CMO is busy? Like, are you, I do. Yeah, are you, yes. What, yeah, can you tell us a bit about yes. those kind of circumstances where you would be, would be required to make those kinds of decisions? Absolutely. I am the main person for our finance business partners with our budget. Now, I don't make every budget decision. That wouldn't make sense. I mean, even the CMO is not making every budget decision. You know, you allow your VPs and those on your team to kind of manage their budgets accordingly and report back. But a lot of the conversations that are being had, the budgeting planning, the way that it's split between teams, 
looking at how money is spent the past year, a lot of that is I'm doing it and I'm aligning with the CMO. Of course, I'm not working, as I said, in a silo, but a lot of that, our hiring plan, our our intern plan, you know, there's a lot going on. Our annual comp review, coordinating that with the team. There's there's a lot of moving parts. So a chief of staff has to be incredibly organized and take good notes. Definitely, it sounds like it. Um, so, Jim, um, it sounds to me that would require a lot of trust from a CMO to be able to make the, the to be able to give that kind of authority to someone. Is that something you feel comfortable doing? Jim, in your role, or like how much oversight? Absolutely do you need? not. I trust no one in my role. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no. Uh, you you hit upon it, and I I do not have a chief of staff, the CMO role in my organization. It's just, and I think a lot of that just has to do with size and scope, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the size of the company compare a HubSpot to Uptempo. There's a significant degree of difference in terms of size and 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 scope. Um, but uh, you. Chloe said like the key word, which is alignment. That's what we continually see. And like how I came to meet Chloe is because um, we operate in the world of marketing finance, where we actually provide software to manage planning, financial management, work management, et cetera. And so that's how I, I came to know Chloe. And and really is about alignment. It's not so much making budget decisions. It's making sure that the decisions being made by people across the team roll up and support the overall strategy that the CMO has articulated to the business. Um, In some ways, and I'm not minimizing Chloe's role, she's a lot of things. In some ways, it's like a high degree of operational strategy Mm -hmm. involved, right? That kind of intersection between plans, dollars, people, and and the goals of the organization to make sure everyone's kind of aligned. And the other thing she mentioned this is there's also the this role really tends to thrive in in the gaps between departments. Mm-hmm. So marketing and finance, you think about that in in any business, the biggest pile of discretionary money is owned by marketing. And so it gets a lot of scrutiny. Uh, and the systems for providing that scrutiny sometimes are lacking. Um, and so um, we see this role of the chief of staff having some oversight over the interplay right the between say marketing and finance definitely i think um, i definitely want to get on to talking about the the collaboration between different departments because that's a hot topic in this community for sure but um before we get on to that chloe um i want to know a bit more about sort of how you work with the the cmo um so when it comes to the objectives and stuff that jim was talking about like how involved are you in developing those objectives and in developing the strategies that go along with it um like what input do you provide how much input do you get on the different objectives like how does that working relationship go yeah very much so it is a a team effort and a partnership especially at the marketing staff level so my boss and his direct reports lots of syncing lots of understanding but also rolling up from the company what is the company's objectives kind of rolling down into what is the larger team's objectives how does this interact with sales it's not just a marketing thing and going back to that point that Jim was saying about filling the gaps and I kind of have to know a little bit about what everybody is doing <laughs> like you know you really have to build those relationships and build that trust so that people let you in and then at the same time you have to communicate like my north star and what I tell my team is that our north star is operational excellence and that's not just for marketing. That's not just for oh, reporting directly to the company, but our interaction with the sales team. How does how do we work with product? Are we all moving in the same direction? So lots of uh, 
and it goes back to project management. I have a PMP, like that, that was the foundation of my career. And I still lean into that with planning, making sure everyone is aligned, making sure everything is documented, saying the same thing over again, you know, summarizing meetings. Okay. What I heard is, is this, you know, that that's at its core project management and being able to have enough cloud. Like I'm a director level reporting to C-suite and aligning my, my peers are VPs. So you have to have that you have to have credibility. You have to make sure you you know what you're doing. And when you don't, you have to be honest about it to gain that trust and to under, you know, I'm not expected to know every single thing and I can't know everything about the business and do my job well. So you really have to lean on partnerships and understanding, but you also have to, you know, when someone's asking you a question and relying on you, you know, it's easier to get to me than it is the CMO. People are coming to me from all angles. My Slack and emails, we were chatting earlier is always, (laughs) always hot. So being able to have those right answers and being organized enough to gain that respect. And like I said, kind of have that, that cloud, like, okay, what she's saying is actually true versus having to ask me and then "Mm, I don't believe what she's saying. Let me go ask him or she doesn't know what she's talking about. So it's really tough. And I would say the first six months in this role are challenging for anyone, especially if you haven't made an internal move. I was just, I was new to HubSpot. Mm-hmm. I joined in the pandemic completely remote. I didn't meet my team for, you know, so there's, there's a lot of that building that trust and that foundation and understanding the business before you can execute at this level. Was it an existing role when you joined or was the role created and you were brought in to fill that role? It was for the marketing team. There were other okay. chiefs of staff internally, but this was the first actual chief of staff role for the marketing team. Okay. So, um, so I, I suppose you had to do quite a bit of work kind of justifying the position to different stakeholders to justify like why you're in the room with them and and why you're fulfilling this function in the business. Yeah. People didn't know what to do with me. I had to reintroduce myself a lot and tell people what I, I mean, I had a slide. It was like a road show, a virtual zoom show. (laughs) Here's what I do. Here's how I can help you. Here's how you can help me. And just providing that clarity. It's not, it's no one's fault that they didn't know what what to do with me. You have to take that time to learn, but you also, you can't be a bull in a China shop when you start, especially when you're making changes. I came in and I had a list of tasks and things that, you know, operational changes that I needed to make immediately, but I first needed to build those relationships and form that trust to be able to successfully make those changes. Definitely. Definitely. So let's, let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about the collaborating between different departments. Jim, Mm -hmm. what do you see as some of the challenges of the collaboration right now that are blocking CMO success. And then maybe we can talk with Chloe a bit about how her function smooths out those cracks, gets over the uh, the gaps, like bridges the chasm, so to speak. Yeah, sure. I mean, <clears throat> for one, it's a, you know, CMO has a perspective and a mandate, typically in an organization that, of course, complements the overall business strategy, but might not be the same point of view that there are in other departments. Like, there is a reason why you go into marketing and aspire to be a CMO. And it's typically very different motivations from people that aspire to be a CFO. As an example, mm-hmm. we're talking about the difference between finance and marketing. It's like, they're just fundamentally different people. But on top of that, we see, this is just an example of the finance marketing. They actually speak a different language almost entirely. You know, it was a real eye-opener for me in my career when I realized that, oh my gosh, the way that the business is viewed from a financial perspective <laughs> requires you to translate all the things that you do in marketing and marketing programs. Yeah. All those things need to be translated into a general ledger language that doesn't make any sense to marketers <laughs> or like at, at all, you know, like, so uh, there's just this fundamental uh, kind of lack of alignment there 
Um, that almost requires like a Rosetta Stone. In some ways, like that's what our software does. It kind of in, it it matches up these things, so there isn't uh, you know questions about it or disagreements or misunderstandings between those two roles. So that that's one of the just an example of some of the challenges that you might have working across functions. I'll, I'll take another one, just operations. Of course, there's HubSpot is a marketing operations company as well, right? If you're familiar with their platform, but um, every function in the modern or, uh, enterprise today has an operational um, group, right? Because every business is a software business and every software business runs on data and the interpretation of data and getting insights from those data. But we often see that there's also like a gap between the executive level where you set your company objectives, goals, and strategies, and what the operational teams are actually focused on on a day-to-day, right? They're focused on uh, deploying use of technology and integrating that technology, right? So that teams can execute the plan that they want, but maybe some of the insights are lacking. Like maybe the CMO can't get the level of visibility that they need from their marketing operations team because it just isn't translated well, you know? Um, and so sometimes we see this role of the chief of staff actually is like being an intermediary between the CMO and even functions within a marketing department like marketing ops. Exactly. So Chloe, how does that align with your function within HubSpot? Like how, how does that match up with um, how you interact with different departments and how you communicate the messaging between different departments? Absolutely. I'm speaking multiple languages all day (laughs) and having to understand really, you know, when you go to a meeting, what does this person care about? How does this relate to their role? You can't bring the same, as I said, you can't bring the same slide deck everywhere. You're going to have to piece the data up into different pieces and and understand and provide that clarity. You know, when you come to your, your stakeholders with no matter what you're doing, you know, what's in it for me? What do I need? What do you need from me? Like everyone is busy. Everyone's running in a (laughs) hundred directions and just trying to get through the day and get through their meetings. So, okay, what's the point of this? What can I provide you? And being able to translate that, you know, if I'm talking to finance, translate that back to marketing and vice versa. Awesome. And did you, did you mention there were chiefs of staff for other departments? Like how much interaction do you have with them? We interact in kind of best practice. We don't directly interact for our roles, but This role is very, it can be a lonely role. If you're the only chief of staff at a company, you don't really have direct peers. So I could see that being actually a very, very lonely. It's not a silo role, but a lonely role. So mm-hmm. interacting with the other chiefs of staff internally, like, hey, best practices. How did this meeting go? How did you prepare this? What are your thoughts on that? How far along are you preparing? You know, just kind of a sounding board, which I think is fantastic. And I see a lot of chief of staff, like professional organizations popping up. It's really interesting awesome. how this role has taken off in the past few years. Yeah, that is very interesting. Yeah, so it's not like the chief of staff, so like diplomats meeting in no man's land in the middle between right. the departments <laughs> to, to do like their businesses exactly. and their, their deals and stuff. Like there's a lot of knowledge sharing that goes on by the sound of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So um, let, let's talk about sort of, yeah, how you became a chief of staff, Chloe, mm-hmm. and like how you've developed your skills along the way to still be in the role to this day even right. um so yeah um you mentioned it was you, you were hired externally um what was your and you mm-hmm. went through a bit of your background earlier but like what were you doing before you became a chief of staff and like how did yes. it lead to this position now yes the most recent role i was in software as well i was uh, working at a SaaS competitor and i was the senior program manager for marketing operations 
So it kind of, you know, there are some things that I did there that, that translate, but I wasn't reporting directly into the C-suite. I did work on strategic projects with the C-suite, which really kind of teed me up very well for this role. And I did work cross-functionally within the organization. So a lot of relationship building, a lot of piloting, a lot of, you know, testing and trying things and figuring things out, which was the past probably two or three years before I started at HubSpot. Um you know, when I was interviewing for this role, I was like, really, what does that mean? What does, what does, <laughs> what does this person actually do? Sometimes it's hard to articulate when you're talking about it conceptually, but once you get into the organization and understand and have those interactions with the team, they can kind of say, okay, this is what you, you are and what you're not. But a lot of times it's, you're the catch-all role. People ask me things that they know I don't know, like it's not in my role, but they also know that I probably know who, who to go to because I'm having so many cross-functional conversations. Awesome. Awesome. And you mentioned something at the top of the episode, which I found quite interesting. You see the role is also almost being a, a CMO in training. Is that is that your, your aim be. with the role or is that is that something you're feeling it's you're getting very... the right skills together for? Definitely getting the right skills. I think that this role, even a chief of staff to the CMO could be a CFO in training. I'm, you know, when I first started the role, I'm like, I'm in meetings. I didn't think I had any business being in. I'm hearing this, that, and the other. And it's just been a really eye-opening experience. I know uh, CEOs that have been chiefs of staff. I know uh, VPs of revenue operations. There's several places that you can go. But if you do want to be a CMO, this would be a great, like, this is a great preview into the day-to-day for sure. And I love that about this role. You know, this is, you know, you grow up and you go to college and you want to do this career thing and you're, you're following these steps. As a chief of staff, I can go anywhere. Like, I can't tell you today, my next thing is this. I don't know. I'm seeing it all and taking it all in and being able to understand and make informed decisions. People aren't lifelong chiefs of staff to my knowledge. Now that could change with the emergence of this role. I could absolutely see that happening now. Typically chiefs of staff that I I know and that I've talked to are in the role probably three to five years and then move on to something else, whether it be a VP role or into a CMO role into the C-suite of some sort. But I'm interested to see how, if this will become a career long role as it becomes more popular. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, just from what you've talked about today, Chloe, it does sound like a really excellent way of preparing yourself for almost a shock of being in the c-suite i think that's one of the, <laughs> right. the big the big problems for cmos the, the, these days um they spend all this time developing amazing marketing skills and then they get to the c-suite and suddenly You're it doesn't not, matter about marketing skills it doesn't, right. don't do to any marketing. Yeah. absolutely <laughs> so jim what, what are your thoughts as, as seeing sort of like the chief of staff as being the the runway towards the c-suite do you think that's going to be an effective way for marketers to get the skills they need to succeed in the c-suite yeah, uh, I definitely do. I mean, I also worry a bit for Chloe. Maybe she sees something that dissuades her from ever wanting to be a CEO <laughs> in that role. Yeah, you because you're right. The you're, you're right. It is a bit of an eye-opening experience when you get to that role. Like I, I do do marketing, but it's not for the market. I do marketing for the board, for the executive team, etc. You know, and like making sure we have the right resources, and the right staffing, the right funding, and the right strategy, and everything else. So it's, very rarely where I'm actually involved in some go-to-market message exercise or something like that, which I treasure when I am doing that. Um, so yeah, I could see it as great, great training because again, this, it's this fundamental connection, right? Like that, I think it was a connective tissue between strategy and what we're trying to accomplish as a business and the day-to-day operations. And in that role, you may see from this unique perspective that it becomes really obvious that, oh my gosh, that team is actually 
not following the plan at all. They're off doing their own thing. They think it's the right thing to do, but it doesn't actually align with the strategy I'm hearing from day to day. Um, and and uh, so it, it seems to me it would be a great stepping stone. And the other thing I'd say is, again, just because I'm much more feeling, familiar with marketing operations, the role of marketing operations is I would I would argue, some people would argue against this, but I would argue that the role, that the kind of the path from being in marketing operations to, to the head of marketing or a CMO role is not clear. It has not been established yet, right? And what tends to happen is you get into these marketing operations roles and you get so consumed with the implementation and configuration of MarTech and data and everything else that it's hard to like look up, manage up because you're so often looking down, managing down. This marketing chief of staff role, I think, is a great way to step up and start to think about strategy. You know, so coming from a marketing operations role might make sense to think about this. Yeah, this is the next step in your career. Yeah, well, um, in terms of people who are interested in getting into this role, Chloe, um, you've you've got a very diverse background. Is that is that what's needed yes. in order to get into the role? Do you need to have all these different? fingers in many different pies or like is there a more sort of linear path that you see to reaching this role particularly now that it's becoming more popular it's becoming more right. well known absolutely i think every chief of staff that i personally know we all have very different backgrounds some have been doing what they've been doing whatever the thing is they've been doing that their whole career and they move into chief of staff the thing that will make you successful no matter what your background is is being able to manage and to multitask and to, you know, you start the day every morning. I'm like, okay, these are the things I'm going to do today. And I do a lot every day, but it's never the thing that I planned to do <laughs> when I set out the day. You have to be able to pivot. I feel like my role has changed. Your role changes with the business. It changes with the needs of the business, the, you know, macroeconomic climate. Like there's so many internal and external factors that affect your role. You have to be comfortable with that. You have to be comfortable in the skill sets that you do have. You need the communication. You need the organization, as I mentioned, being able to pivot and you need to be able to manage up. You're not a yes person. Like, I guess that's where the difference of, you know, the King's hand we were joking about. You're not a yes person. You have to be a transparent person mm -hmm. and you have to, you have to say no upward sometimes, or, Hey, I know you think this, but here's where the team is. And that can be incredibly challenging. You also yeah. have to have a great leader that you're supporting. I can't imagine not getting along and being, you know, having that transparent relationship with my CMO or not working as closely as I do with his executive assistant. Like it's a, it really is a dream team. And we all work incredibly hard to have that communication with each other, to be transparent, to be honest when things aren't working or to say, I don't know the answer to this and let's brainstorm and work this out together. You have to put your ego aside when you have this role, but you have to have the confidence in this role. So no matter what you've done previously, you can't be a timid person. You can't be someone that's super shy. You're talking to, you know, at least in my role, you're talking to a lot of people a lot of the time. You can't, you can't be scared. You can't be easily intimidated and you have to have a backbone in this role. And you have to be able to talk to all those different people in the languages that they need to be spoken exactly. to as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So it sounds to me like every CMO should want a chief of staff. I don't know if you agree with me there, Jim. Um, it sounds like everyone should want one. But does every CMO need one? You mentioned earlier in the episode, um, Jim, that it sounds like you need a quite a complex hierarchy for it to be necessitated. Is that something that you um, you agree with? 
Well, I think that's certainly a deciding factor, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're in a scale-up organization and you're still trying to build out the team with, um, you know, each of these functions, you know, you have to have someone in demand and customer marketing and oper operations role, someone maybe in branding, et cetera. You need to build out those capabilities and, you know, uh, in order to get to certain scale or size. I think that what we've seen um, is very similar to what we see with HubSpot is that you get to a certain size enterprise where the management of the people and, and, and the resources uh, within marketing becomes, becomes too difficult, too complex, um, you know, for one, one person to manage out of the CMO's role, uh, or even a CMO with a, you know, an, an executive assistant of something. It's just, that's, it doesn't, it's not possible. And so that, that's where it tends to make the most sense we find. The other thing I think it's it's kind of important again now more than ever. It just seems like the marketing cycles are just accelerating, right? Like the time between setting a, uh, uh, goals and a strategy and a plan and financing that plan and and rolling it out to the team and when that entire thing needs to change just keeps shortening and shortening and shortening, mm -hmm. right? It's like pivot like marketing is pivoting right <laughs> just think about what's happened over the last three years it's a non-stop um you know sequence of events that cause you to rethink your strategy and invest resources elsewhere and you know agility isn't always built into very large organizations mm -hmm. right? it's, it's quite rare and you would think oh wow wow we've instrumented this entire organization with all types of sophisticated technology and we're dashboarding this and that that doesn't mean you can change direction that fast. Changing direction is actually getting people to stop doing one thing and starting start doing another. And that's that's just happening with such increasing frequency that this marketing chief of staff is, is an incredible part of that, enabling that to happen. Definitely, definitely. Um, so Chloe, you've you've explained the skills that you think are important to the role. Let's let's hear from Jim what he would be on the lookout for if he was hiring for the, for the role like what kind of chief of staff are you looking for jim and then maybe we can see how that compares with what you're seeing in sort of like the role and the function chloe chloe <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's just saying that because i'm here <laughs> that's a good answer jim it's a good answer <laughs> well you know i've had this conversation many times and like this it's the skills that required it, it's uh it's very multifaceted, right? Like clearly you got to be a people person. You got to be able to think strategically. You have to represent the interest and the questions of the CMO and yet do that in a way that doesn't immediately make people defensive, right? Like you, a lot of people came into their roles as a VP of whatever it is to report directly to a CMO. And suddenly here's this new person's asking me all types of questions. And frankly, those questions, they might be kind of sticky questions, right? <laughs> it might be the harder questions, um, and so you just need to learn that give and take, you know, you need to learn the right approach. Uh, Chloe and I presented at a conference recently where, um, well, I can't remember exactly the analogy, but you were talking about the bull in the China shop and you want to, you want to break some glass, but not too much. Right. Glass. Just the right <laughs> exactly. amount of glass. Announce yourself, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It requires a certain, uh, you know, certain skill set to do that for sure. Um, so I, I think it's, it really is in this role, it's not so much awesome that you have project management uh, certification and skills and you've done this stuff, but it really is the persona is so key, I would imagine. And I imagine that it's got to be incredibly important because you have to have that level of trust 
in the person as well. Like Chloe, you said your working relationship with your CMO is absolutely excellent. I can't, could you imagine being in the role if you didn't have a good relationship with the CMO no, in that way? Absolutely not. I would have had to seek shelter elsewhere. I can't imagine being successful in my role, you know, and you have to ask yourself as a CMO, you have to be honest with yourself. If you bring in a chief of staff, are you going, are you going to let go? Are you going mm. to truly delegate and let them be successful in the role? Because at the same time, you have someone's career in your hands. If you're not ready to give that person, now that person has to also earn that trust and that, you know, it's a two-way street. But if you feel like you're not actually going to utilize the person and really kind of dig deep and let go of some things, then don't hire a chief of staff. Definitely. And you have to be willing to accept the feedback and the pushback, as you were saying. Exactly. Sometimes you have to say no upwards in a way that... Mm -hmm. It's got to be incredibly difficult when you're talking to the the big boss of marketing right. in a big company like HubSpot. Exactly. Or deliver difficult news or messaging to the team from the team. You know, there's mm -hmm. there's a lot, a lot to it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Will, you said something you, you had commented, or Chloe had commented on how it can be a lonely role, right? Because mm -hmm. you're like you're you're in this unique position, but uh, you know, nobody else really has. You don't have peers, so you might reach out. Well. You know, frankly, not to say boo-hoo, but like it could be lonely in the CMO role as well, right? Every every pushback every that you get, every disagreement you get from someone that's appeared to you, that can be motivated by all types of things, right? It could be motivated by uh, differences in strategy or outlook, or it could just be a, be a fight for resources and dollars, who knows? And And so I think that, yes, trust is absolutely important because you're looking for that person that can give you the pushback, that can help you rethink your approach to things or take into account other perspectives. Um, you know, represent not just the um, like the perspective of the CMO, but like the perspective of the people you're having conversations with from a day-to-day -day basis. Like how what's really motivating the teams, uh, you know, and and how do they how do they really feel about the strategy? What are they not saying, you know, in a larger meeting mm -hmm. that they're thinking? And you, you need to be able to get that feedback on a regular basis. It almost sounds like you need to be a bit of a, an investigator, Chloe, to find out all this information. Like you, you have to get no. to... No. A no. lot of people come, people volunteer themselves a lot. You have uh, to really synthesize the information. You have to cut out the noise of all that you're hearing and take the facts and take the first principles. You can't run to the CMO every time someone has something to say or disagrees with a strategy or you know, how we're moving forward. You have to take it all in, synthesize it and share what makes sense. And a lot of times what is actionable. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's pretty much a good note to end on there, uh, guys. Um, thank you very much for this conversation. Um, it's been really interesting. As I said, I wasn't super familiar with the role. I don't think most of our audience are very familiar. So maybe to close things out, Chloe, what's your advice for any aspiring chief of staffs to CMOs out there? Like what would be your golden rule about people who are thinking about trying to find a position similar to your own? Yeah, definitely. I think in this role, you have to trust your instincts. And like I said, you have to have a lot of backbone. Figure out, even do coffee chats. People reach out all the time on LinkedIn. What, what is this role? Understand, talk to chiefs of staff and see what their experience is because it is very different in different organizations and in, in different industries. And, you know, when you're interviewing for the role, when you do get to that point, talk to the CMO, understand, or the, the C-suite person, understand what their needs are, what their expectations of the role are, and make sure that it aligns with what you want, because it really is very different in multiple, you know, in many places, but make sure you're being able to use your skill set. 
Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Chloe. And Jim, um, do you have any messages for CMOs out there who are thinking about hiring a, a chief of staff or or maybe CMOs who think they don't need a chief of staff? Maybe that's a better message to, to get out there. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, I would just advise that, you know, think back on your last two weeks of meetings, particularly meetings that you might have had with your counterparts in finance or in sales or whatever. And if there's some underlying conflict there, that maybe you can't quite get your arms around where, uh, you know, pulling some report out of your CRM system doesn't answer the question or solve for that, then maybe consider that it might be helpful to get this really critical role that serves as kind of like, you know, the lubricant between what might be a friction-oriented uh, relationship with your peers. That's, that's a good way to think about it. And if you're considering the role, and again, I, I would, I would, I would recommend people that are in strategic marketing operations roles to think about this and take a hard look at it. It's not always easy to find tons of resources because like I said, it's this emerging role. Um, thankfully, we've had a number of these conversations with Chloe and other people uh, across our customer base. And if you just search chief of staff and Optempo, you'll find uh, a couple of those recordings. We've had uh, you know podcasts, we've had some um, you know, webinars, et cetera. And there's some really interesting insights from a variety of, of people. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's plenty more to explore with this role. It is an emerging role and I'm sure we'll have much to talk about in a few years about the, about the function and how it's evolving along with businesses. So I look forward to seeing how it develops for sure. Um, thank you very much, Chloe and Jim. This has been an absolutely wonderful conversation. I've really enjoyed it. And I feel like I've learned a lot about the role. And I'm sure our audience has as well. Yes. Thank you, Will. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Will. I appreciate it. And Chloe, thank you. I learned something every time. <laughs> awesome uh, and i want to say sorry Scotty. um i want to say thank you to our audience as well um we'll be back soon with some more cmo combos like what you heard in this cmo combo make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a rating so the whole world knows how great it was <laughs>